0: Father of the effortless English system that trains you, that teaches you, that helps you. Speak English fluently. Speak English powerfully. Speak English confidently. Speak English effortlessly. Effortlessly. Effortlessly when you commit, don't quit, commit to my VIP program, today, go to EffortlessEnglishClub.com 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 That's where you commit, don't quit, you will succeed. You will get these results. How do I know? Because many, 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 many other VIP members have also succeeded and you will too. When you commit to my VIP program... Today at EffortlessEnglishClub.com EffortlessEnglishClub.com Live on Facebook today. Hope you enjoy. Yesterday's show was audio only. Audio only podcast yesterday. So if you have a podcast app, if you subscribe to my audio podcast, then you got yesterday's show. You got it. But, if you don't, if you don't have a podcast app, iTunes, TuneIn, Podcast Addict, there's there are many, many, many that are free. You just get the app and then search for Effortless English Podcast. You find it, you subscribe. Then it's automatic. That's easy. Remember, I do audio shows. Many times I do audio shows only. It's only audio. There's no video at all. So if you only watch YouTube or Facebook, then you are missing a lot of great, free, fantastic, effortless English podcasts, shows. So, do both. You know, it's great to watch the videos, but certainly get the audio podcast. The other nice thing about audios, audios are nice because you can um, do other things. You can listen to an audio and you don't need to watch don't need to use your eyes so you can go for a walk you can drive a car whatever and you can still listen that's another advantage of audio welcome everyone who is live today joining me lots of familiar names we have kind of a a, a familiar audience of effortless English family we've got Massimo for example in Sardinia which is part of Italy got Ibrahim, who is also one of our regular supporters, two Ibrahims, two different ones. Ibrahim Kamal, Ibrahim Ali, Asma from Egypt, also. Alexi, as usual. Hey, Lisa, who finally told me how to pronounce her name. Short I, Lisa. Hello from Haiti, Christopher. You might be the first person from haiti can't juliano another regular hello so lots and lots and lots of familiar names welcome all of you i enjoy ragav hey good to see you again um ramesh uh good to see you again ramesh mina sevak deepak sharma nice luciana hello So, anyway, hello, 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 hello to all of you joining live. Hey, by the way, you know, I mentioned uh, on May 26th, I have a date now and I have a time. May 26th, I will interview uh, Sri Dharma Pravartika Acharya. (laughs) Acharya. These are not English. Acharya is not an English word. Um... Long name, uh, but two of those are kind of titles, the Shri and the Acharya. Um, so, he's a spiritual teacher. I think his name, I think his name, uh, American name, Frank Morales, if I believe, if I remember correctly. Anyway, he's, uh, he's a really fantastic uh, spiritual teacher uh, focusing on Dharma, specifically on Dharma or natural law. We've been talking about that topic a lot. I have been talking about it a lot. We have discussed it. We will continue to do so because it's one of my favorite topics and very important. So I'm going to have him on because he is a, uh, a true a true teacher, a true spiritual teacher and a true expert on this topic of Dharma. And I'm very, very, very excited to interview him on May 26th. Now, unfortunately, uh, it will be at a different time, not our usual time because he's in the United States. So... Right now, it's not a convenient time for him. So it'll be, um, let's see, what time is it now? It's 8 o'clock now, 8 p.m. Japan time. It'll be 4.30 a.m. Japan time. So eight hours from now (laughs) on May 26th you have to find your local time I'll put a link I'll put a link to local times there's a website you can do I think it's called World Clock so you could find your local time and maybe hopefully it's convenient for you that's a Sunday it'll be a well it'll be a Sunday let me think I'm trying to think of the the time yeah it'll be a Sunday I'm ahead of the United States so it'll be uh, Sunday or Saturday Saturday afternoon or Sunday I think for me, actually, wait a second, no. For me, it'll be Monday. So for people in Asia, it'll be early, early morning Monday. But for Americans, it'll be Sunday afternoon for you. uh, South Americans also. Um, And Europeans, probably evening. So it'll be good for the North Americans, the South Americans, and the Europeans. For those of us in Asia, not such a good time. (laughs) But you can watch the recording. If you want to learn more about him and some of his ideas, uh, I do recommend his... He's got a great YouTube channel, a really, really good YouTube channel. That's how I found him. I found him first on YouTube and I watched every video he has. I watched every one. And uh, many times I will watch uh, one of his videos again. And then he also has several books and I also have read his books. Um, I've read one, two, three, three of his books. His kind of main three, I believe. Um, so, anyway, he's wonderful. If you want to learn more about him, I'm just going to call him by his title because the name's kind of long. So, I'm just going to say Acharya, Acharya Ji, which is a title. Acharya is kind of like a spiritual teacher. And G, as the Indians know, G is like a, um, shows respect in, in India. You can add G after someone's name and it just shows respect. Like you, you know, AJG. <laughs> you could say AJG, I guess, and it would be, you'd be it's like showing me respect. It's, I think of it, I think it's very similar to in Japan, they use san, san, or sama, even more respectful, right? So, you, a Japanese person, uh, sometimes Japanese people will call me AJ-san, right? If they meet, if they're not close to me, AJ-san, and that san just is shows respect. It's like kind of a little extra respect. In Japan, Japanese, they have another level. You could say Sama, which is even more respect. AJ Sama. Sometimes my wife calls me AJ Sama, but she's joking. <laughs> so anyway, uh, the G is kind of like that For in, in India. You know, they'll use the, the G. They'll put the G at the end of a name or a title, which kind of just shows an extra amount of respect. So that's if I say Archaya G, it's kind of his title teacher respected teacher something like that so that's what I'm going to say uh, although I do have I often pronounce this word badly Acharya because um, it's, it's not English And I, but anyway Acharya G so Acharya G will be May 26th his YouTube channel is Dharmination mm-hmm. Dharmination which is a cool name very nice name check it out go, go watch some of his videos Some might be difficult. He does use some. He has a PhD. He's a very intelligent man. He's uh, talking about very deep philosophical topics. Because of this, some of the vocabulary is difficult. Um, But, you know, don't be afraid of that. Some of his talks are a little more simple and easier to understand for you, probably. And some might be a little more complicated and harder to understand. But just, you know, play around and watch some of his videos. So, again, the YouTube channel is Dharma Nation. Dharma Nation. And if you listen to some of his videos, this might help you understand the interview better. You can get used to some of his vocabulary. You can get used to his accent. You can get used to his speaking speed all of that. He's American. He has a he speaks with also a normal American accent. It's it's very standard. He doesn't have any strong accent or anything. Um, but he just it's just that sometimes the vocabulary is a little difficult. So Dharma Nation on YouTube. Dharma Nation, it's all one word. Dharma D H A R M A Nation N A T I O N. Dharma Nation, N-A-T-I-O-N. Nation all together on YouTube. Check it out. One more announcement and then we'll get to our topic. Um, just again to remind you, I will be reselling uh, my business English course. It's called Business English Conversations. Business English Conversations. Now, this is a course I made with my father. My father and I made this and it's called Conversations. It's because the, uh, the center of the course, each unit has a conversation between myself and my dad, talking about a business topic. So we discuss; it's a natural conversation, um, and we talk about a business topic. Then, in each unit, there's also other lessons where I teach the vocabulary from the vo- uh, from the conversation. And give a commentary, and he gives a commentary. There are no mini stories in this uh, in this uh, course. It's uh, it's a little bit different, but it's more co- conversation focused. Um, the good the good thing about that is my dad uses a lot of idioms, a lot. I don't know why he just uh, it's his it's his natural. I don't naturally I don't use many idioms when I speak, and. Naturally, my dad uses a lot of them. (laughs) Okay? So, you're going to learn, you will learn business ideas and business vocabulary, but you will also are going to learn a lot of idioms in that course just because my dad uses them. So, he uses them in the conversations with me and I realize then I have to explain what they all mean. So, you will learn a lot of idioms and you'll hear them in a natural, real conversation, many conversations, between my dad and I. Uh, Another thing that makes the course interesting is that um, we're talking about business topics, especially like jobs and career. How do you make a good resume? How do you uh, pass a job interview? How do you get a job successfully? How do you make more money at work? All these ideas in different units, different lessons. But what's interesting, my dad and I have very, very, very different ideas about business. Um... He had a long career in big business, right? Working for very large companies. The main company he worked for was IBM, a very a huge, huge company. So that's his kind of uh, viewpoint. And as you probably know, I'm quite the opposite. I hate working in that kind of uh, job. I don't like big companies at all. So, I'm an entrepreneur. You know, I, I always worked at small little companies. I changed jobs constantly. And then I started my own business. I tr- actually, I've tried a couple times to start my own business and succeeded the second time. So, I have a very different idea about these topics. So, it's quite interesting because then we have a conversation and he says his idea, and his advice, and I give my ideas and my advice, and uh, often we agree, and sometimes we disagree, but that's, it's interesting, you get to get both sides, or different sides, and you get a lot of idioms, you will learn business vocabulary, and most of all, you'll learn some really great ideas for your career, for getting a good job, getting better jobs, all those kind of things, so that's called Business English Conversations, it's coming in a couple months, my, uh, we're adding it to our courses website. I'll tell you more later. All right, let's get to our topic because i got a big topic today and I'm already, uh, it's already 14 minutes <laughs> with all my announcements. All right, so let's talk about our topic today. The topic is purpose, your life purpose. Uh, I like to talk about this topic sometimes. It's a common question. It's a common worry. A lot of people have, how do I find my life purpose? What is my life purpose? What is the purpose of life in general? What is the meaning of life? You know, you are not the only person to think about this. I'm not the only person to ask these questions. For all of human life, humans have been asking these questions. You know, what is the meaning of life? What is life's purpose in general? For everybody. And specifically, you know, for me, for you, what is your life purpose or mission? especially young people really have a hard time with this. Why? You know, you think about it, why do we need a life purpose? Like, why Why ask these questions? Why are these questions important? Why is a purpose important? Why do you need some kind of big purpose to your life? It's a good question. I mean, we should think about why, right? Well, what I see is people who don't have a purpose. Uh, it doesn't matter young or old, but it You'll see it a lot with young people. They're kind of lost in life. You know, their life feels meaningless. Right? Without without a feeling that there's a purpose to your life, maybe more than one purpose, missions, purposes, then you can kind of just feel like everything's meaningless. Right? And I, I think a lot of people are finding this now, right now in this time in history. Then we have, you know, millions and millions, maybe billions, probably, of people in the world who do not feel any purpose to life. No purpose. The only purpose, they think, is just to feel good, feel pleasure. We've talked about this topic a lot, right? Pleasure, pleasure, feel good, right? Buy things that make you feel good. Do whatever you want. Do anything you want, as long as it feels good. Right? The 1960s philosophy <laughs> in a sentence, right? Do whatever you want as long as it feels good. Right? That kind of hippie 1960s idea. They changed the culture. And uh, it's, this is the message you will get from the media constantly. TV, movies, all of it. That's what they show, right? Ah, fun and just, you know, fun and party and pleasure and do whatever you want. Be free, man. That's the purpose of life. So a lot of people do that. And like most things, I wish I had it. There's a great, I'm going to read, I'm going to do another show about the Bhagavad Gita. There's a section that talks about exactly this. Things that feel good in the beginning and and later make you unhappy? And things that feel difficult in the beginning and later make you very, very happy? Well, it's this kind of thing. When you first start this, like when you're young and you think, I'm young, woo! And you just, you know, party, have fun, pleasure, do whatever you want, yeah! It, it is fun. It is fun. It feels good. Drink, getting drunk and doing, and just, uh, you know, going crazy. It's fun for a while. Like these like so many things in life, it's only f- enjoyable for a while. And then what happens? With basically pretty much everybody, sooner or later it begins to feel empty because there's no purpose to it. It's just pleasure. It's just pleasure in the moment. The problem with those pleasures is they disappear. They're only there for a very short time. And then the next day, after you party and have fun, the next day, you feel like shit, which is a idiom. To feel like shit means to feel terrible, really feel terrible physically, right? Your head hurts, you have a headache. And even emotionally, usually you feel maybe a little depressed, you feel down, Every, you feel bad. There's a price to it. And there's not only that kind of price, but even long term, there's a deeper price, which is you feel your life is meaningless. People who live that way for years and years, you know, girls who just go and have sex with lots and lots of guys and party and, ah, and just make, let's just make lots of money. You know, guys who just money, money, money and fun and, ah, after many years of doing that their life begins to feel meaningless, pointless. And then there's this kind of dissatisfaction. They're not satisfied. This kind of deep unhappiness that comes when life feels meaningless. There's no purpose to your life. Pleasure's not a purpose. It's not a purpose that works. It's not a purpose that creates long-term happiness. It's short-term and it leads to pain eventually. So that's why On the other hand, people who have a purpose, people who have something that they feel there's a meaning to their life, maybe more than one, right? That life has meaning and specifically their life, your life, there's a purpose, there's something important you're doing in your life that is meaningful and important, not only for you, but for others. This is very important. It goes beyond just you. It's more than just you. And people who have that, they're happier, they're more at peace, they're stronger mentally and emotionally and spiritually. So, just at a practical level, just at a very basic level of being more happy and having a better life and enjoying it more, having a purpose is very, very powerful and important. There are other benefits too, but let's just talk about those. Also, when you have a purpose, you're less bored. People who have no purpose, they get bored easily, right? Because they just need that pleasure. And the pleasure finally, you know, disappears. And after a while, you know, the same thing again and again gets boring. Maybe partying and drinking for three years, five years is fun. After a while, it just gets kind of boring. It's the same thing again and again. Loud bar, loud, same loud music, same loud people. It becomes boring, uh, another thing is that when you have a purpose, you can handle difficult things in life better. Yeah, I mentioned this yesterday in that question about children. If you have no purpose, then when bad things happen, when your life is difficult, something hard difficult happens to you, it's very difficult to deal with it. It's like, "Oh, you just you don't it's very tough because you feel like you're suffering for no reason. But when you have a purpose, then your suffering has a meaning. Your pain, your difficulty, your problems have a bigger purpose, a bigger meaning. You can deal with them better. You can handle them better. You can get through them better because there's something more important. I'll give you a simple example of this. Very, very basic example of this. You know, I could maybe, I, let's say tomorrow, I come to your house... I have a gun, and I say, right now, go run, run, run ten k, run ten kilometers. You you would do it because you'd be afraid of dying, <laughs> maybe. But um, it would otherwise it would have no purpose, right? So you'd run and uh, and you'd sweat and probably you know you you would kind of suffer unless you're a really good runner. Maybe ten k is nothing for you, but for a lot of people, it would it would really be bad. You would, it would, you would suffer and it, it would be pointless and you really would not enjoy it in any way. It would have no meaning at all. This is, by the way, it's, if, if you want a better example, imagine when you were young in gym class, right? If you had in your school, maybe you had a gym or physical education and you have to go to class, right? And you go to the class and there's the teacher and then he, go, and he makes you run around outside for 20 minutes, but there's no purpose, right? It's just exercise. And, you know, most kids hate that. They're like, ah, oh, oh, And he's like blowing, blows the whistle. Go run, everybody run. Everyone, and all the kids are, ah. Oh, they're running, but nobody's having fun. It's nobody likes it. And in, in fact, the opposite, right? Most everybody hates it and they're complaining. And I don't want to do that. Oh, it's just miserable. Because so, there's no purpose for it. On the other hand, imagine the same situation. You, tomorrow you run 10K, 10 kilometers. However, you are training, you are preparing f- to do the Camino de Santiago. You're going to walk. You're going to do a pilgrimage. Right? You're going to walk from Spain to, San- I mean, from France to Santiago, Spain. 30 days walking. It's a pilgrimage. In fact, imagine you are a Catholic So, even more than just anyone, you are a Catholic. And so, this pilgrimage, the Camino de Santiago, has a deep religious meaning for you also. So, now, tomorrow, when you run 10K, you are preparing, you are training for something that has a big, deep meaning for you doing the Camino de Santiago. Will you feel different tomorrow when you run? You will, because it has a purpose. It might still be difficult, it might still be hot, you might still sweat a lot, you might still be tired, but all those difficult things now have meaning and purpose, and you might even enjoy them. When, when, you, when you are feeling that pain and difficulty for a reason, a good reason, a powerful reason, it's actually possible to enjoy them. I'm talking from experience. I mean, I did the Camino. I'm not Catholic, but I did the Camino. And it was meaningful for me. And I did. I trained for it. And uh, I did. I remember in San Francisco, I did one. I ran for six hours tra- getting ready for the Camino. And I was really tired and I was sweating and uh, all kinds of physical problems, you know, hurting. <laughs> but in, in a weird, in a strange way, I enjoyed it too. Because it uh, it's a good memory for me. because it it was difficult and it had purpose it had a meaning many times in life things that are very very difficult that have meaning we we think of them as great things that we did as great memories but if you do the same exact thing but there's no purpose then it's a bad memory all right. So, how do you find purpose? I think you understand now why it's important. A lot of people, when they're when they're thinking about this, young people who ask me about how do I find my purpose, AJ? You know, I don't know what do, what do I do with my life? And uh, usually, they 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 they're focusing first on jobs, on a career or a job, and they think that work is where they will find their purpose, career or a job some people will focus on school who maybe they're more academic and therefore what should I study? What should I study in school? And that's where I'll find my purpose in life. Um, And if some people, maybe it's some political cause or something. Charity or something like that. But those are all mistakes in my opinion. Those are mistakes. Um, Those can be part of your life purpose. But uh, it takes time. For those kind of things, uh, it takes time, it takes experience. You have to try a lot of things. You have to have life experiences. And then you will kind of then find things. You know, part of my life purpose is teaching English to you and helping people around the world communicate with each other. It's definitely part of my life purpose. But... Uh, it, It took me, I don't know, 15 years to realize that. So it wasn't, right? So it took me a long time. And before that, it was not part of my purpose. I didn't realize it. So those things take time. But there are three things I believe that you, that really for everybody, for every single person, you can have a purpose that's very important and deep and powerful right now for your whole life. And this is true for everyone in the world. So, I say, you know, start with these three that I'm going to talk about now. And then later, you'll find those kind of more social things, the things that are more connected to society. Okay, so the three are God, Dharma, and family. And they're not, I'm choosing these carefully for a reason because traditionally, traditionally, these are the three these are probably the three most important answers if you look at the old writings the ancient writings the writings of the great philosophers religious and non-religious you will find that there's a very strong agreement on these three being the meaning of life the purpose of life in general, for all of us, and we should start there. What is true? What is universal for all? And then, of course, you add to that, you know, you know, the work you do or other things in life. But the good thing is, you can you can have these three at, at any age, any situation. You can have God, Dharma, and family. Or you, instead of Dharma, you know, the English word is uh, Dharma is now an English word. We use it. We borrowed it. Like, English steals a lot of words from other languages. Uh, so, Dharma is a, an English word. You can use it. Uh, maybe natural law is the other, is, is the more English word <laughs> to say the same idea. So, let's talk about all three, why they are important and uh, how they are part of your purpose in life. Okay, God, the first one. The first one, some people say, I don't, I don't believe in God. I don't know about God. I'm not talking about any specific religion. I'm not trying to tell you you must be a Christian or a Buddhist or, a, you know, whatever. I'm not, t- I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is by God, I mean the source of all things, the highest meaning. Where does all of this come from? You know, for thousands and thousands of years, humans have asked this question. Right? They go into the mountains and they look at the sky and you see the stars and you look at everything and you say, why? I was watching one of our Chayaji's videos last night and he talks about this basic question. Why is there something and not nothing? Why? Why is there, why is there life? Why is there everything we see? Why does it exist? Why? I mean, why, why nothing? You know, there could just be nothing. No life, nothing at all. But there's not. There's all of this. Why? And then the next question, I'm not going to tell you the answer, <laughs> but uh, the next question is, where does it all come from? Ultimately, finally, what is the source of all of it? And as he said in the video, you know, you, there are two possible main answers to that. One answer is it's all random. It's just chance. This is, the, this is what the, uh, a lot of the fake scientists will say. Fake scientists kind of like fake news. <laughs> They're not real scientists, but the fake scientists say it's, it's just random. There's no purpose at all. In all of this, everything that exists, that there's no purpose, it's just random. It just happened randomly by chance. And then the other possibility, main possibility, is that, is the opposite of that. It's not random. It's not by chance. It's by design, There is an order, right? There is an order and a design to all, an intelligence in it all. That seems clear to me. It's not random. You can go to a forest, go to the top of a mountain and just look out at all the trees and the huge forest and everything's different. Every leaf is special and different and yet there's also a pattern There are clear laws and rules and order to all of it and tremendous beauty. And this is part of the problem of living in cities that we forget this. We lose this feeling. We lose the connection because human cities are not that beautiful, really. They're not that amazing. But when you get out in nature and you really look, you will be amazed. It's amazing. You look at the stars. You you get away from cities in a dark, dark sky and you see all those stars. And, you know, this is what humans used to do. And they were amazed, amazed by it all. And it was clear there's some kind of order. It's not random. It's not a bunch of chance. There are can see this we can see it and feel it as super obvious you know there are patterns there's just the basic physical laws of physics and chemistry and things and then there are psychological laws and then there are you know there's order to all and that and then uh, then the next question you're like well where does it all come from and of course you just have to go back in your mind it's a thought experiment again i'm not going to just give you answers just do it yourself think The fake scientists say it all came... Fake scientists, you can kind of know they're fake (laughs) because on one hand, there's one rule of science is that uh, matter cannot be created or destroyed. It's a basic, I learned it in physics class. Matter, meaning, you know, things, cannot be created or destroyed. To be more specific, it's really matter and matter energy thanks to Einstein and his formula. So matter and energy, if you combine them together, they cannot be created and cannot be destroyed, only changed, right? So I could, so this thing cannot, can never be totally destroyed. You can burn it and it becomes smoke. You change it into something else. It melts, it becomes liquid. You can, uh, if you put it in a fusion reactor or something, you could maybe change it into energy. which would create a massive like fusion explosion but it's still just changing into something else you can never completely get rid of it and also you cannot just from nothing create something this is what scientists say this is what physics says it's a law of physics and then you ask the physicists and the astronomer and the astrophysicists where does everything come from everything we see everything we know the whole universe where does it come from and they'll say oh the big bang And then you'll say, well, what does that mean? And they'll say, where did the Big Bang come from? And they say, it comes from nothing. And you say, well, how? Why? How did everything come from nothing at all? That goes against physics. And they don't know. And they'll just, uh, they they have a bunch of bullshit answers, but basically, it's nonsense. (laughs) Why would everything suddenly, for no reason at all, come from nothing, randomly? It doesn't really make sense. But anyway, think about it. The point is, I'm not trying to give you any answers. I'm just saying, think about it yourself. These are important questions. Humans have asked these questions for thousands and thousands, millions, maybe hundreds of thousands, I guess not millions, hundreds of thousands of years. So... It's part of being human to ask these questions and to think about them yourself don't just accept answers from other people think about these things and not just quickly oh yeah whatever and just accept some answer think 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 deeply that's when i say the purpose is god i mean you're seeking the highest truth you're looking for the highest truth so even if you are agnostic and you just say i don't know if there's a god i don't know it doesn't matter Think about these questions ask these questions I mean these are big questions it's not something you can figure out in one day it's not something you can figure out in one year it takes a lot of time to think about this maybe to read a lot of books about this topic these topics so but that's I think that's one purpose of life though is to look for the highest truth the source of the highest truth I mean, this is what uh, Alan Watts had a nice, I can't remember his exact quote, but basically he said, you know, what is the, someone asked him this question, what is the meaning of life? And his answer, oh, I remember the quote now. Someone said, Alan Watts, what is the meaning of life? And he had a, a kind of a funny answer, which is quite nice, actually. He said, the meaning of life is to ask the question, what is the meaning of life? In other words, he was saying that the meaning of life is to look for that highest truth, to look for the highest meaning. To seek the highest truth is the meaning of life. That's what Alan Watts said, which many call God, but you don't have to use that word if you don't want to, but searching for the highest truth. All right, purpose number two, I mentioned Dharma or natural law. I'll use natural law because it's it's uh, a more common English phrase. So natural law, what does that mean? Well, that means, okay, we see that... Th- In life, there are laws, right? There is order. It's not random. Things don't happen randomly in life. There is law. There are rules of the universe, right? Of existence, of life. Uh, There are physical ones like physics, right? So on Earth, if you drop something, it will fall. It's called gravity, do we understand how gravity works? Not really, but we do know that it exists because you can see it every time. You drop something, it will fall. You drop something, it will fall. That's gravity. Yeah. There are psychological laws. Right? Laws of thinking. There are. It's not random. When you think in some ways, right? these laws, we can call it Dharma, natural law, but some ways of thinking some patterns some habits of thinking will lead to more happiness and more success and more strength other ways of thinking will lead to unhappiness and failure and weakness and it's predictable right? it's a pattern and it's true for everybody That's part of dharma or natural law, psychological laws. Um, There are social laws. There are certain ways of communicating with people that will create, generally, better relationships, better communication. Persuasion is part of this. Persuasion. There are definitely laws, natural laws of persuasion. There are certain ways of talking and communicating that are More persuasive. There are other ways of communicating and talking that are less persuasive. It's not random. There are laws, there are rules. Physical, biophysical, right? Meaning your body, right? There are certain ways of moving, exercise, and eating that create more health and more energy and longer life. There are other ways of eating and moving or not moving. being lazy that create less energy less health weakness again these are not random there are laws that are true for everybody and finally there are spiritual laws there are spiritual laws there are certain ways of praying of meditating that will lead to greater happiness for you and all around you greater truth greater connection to that highest truth. And there are other ways of acting and thinking and being that will lead to evil, that will lead to pain and suffering for others and yourself. Again, there are laws. This is what natural law means. It means there are these, all these kinds of laws in the universe. You can't see them, but they're there. Just like you can't see gravity, but you see the effect of gravity. That's how we know. How do we know there's gravity? Can we see something pulling this? We cannot see anything pulling it to the ground, but we know something is. There's some force, something. called We call it gravity. Well, it's the same thing. Psychological laws, biological laws, spiritual laws. We can't see them, but they're there. We can see the effects. So, what does this mean to have Dharma as your purpose? To have natural law as a life purpose? It means your life purpose, one of your life purposes is to figure out these laws. This is, this is such good news in life because it means that when you want some kind of life, you want a happy life, a strong life, a good life, well, there are ways to do that. You're not lost. You just have to find the natural law and follow it and it will lead you to happiness. It will lead you to strength. It will lead you to all these things that you want. The good life. A really good life. And so, you part of your life purpose is to figure it out and to find the natural law, the natural laws, the dharma of life in all these different areas of life because they're not going to teach it to you in school. You don't learn it in school and often uh, you don't learn it from parents. You don't learn all of it from parents. Um, you can learn it from books, old, old books, ancient books like the Bhagavad Gita, like the Tao Te Ching, etc., You can learn it from old philosophers. You know, this is why I recommend reading those old books. But books are not enough. You also learn from life experience, experimenting with your own life, like Gandhi, like I mentioned, right? Experiments with truth. You've got to also get out there in the world and in this way by reading from the wise old books and learning from the great minds and also Testing in your own life and lots of life experience, you begin to find these laws of life, the natural law. Then you just need to follow it. You just need the discipline to follow it and you will create that long-term peace and happiness in your life that you want, the meaning that you want. So that's what it means to have Dharma as a purpose in life. And finally, family. And this is the most practical one, I guess. Family. Family. You know, we can have lots of social purposes. You know, I want to make my society better, and I want to s- solve homelessness. And, you know, these kind of social issues, are they're okay, I guess, if you've got to be careful with them. But, um, but so often we just forget about the most important one, which is family. Again, we can all have this purpose. Family. As I mentioned yesterday, when I was talking about babies, you know, I had, there was kind of the funny comment in the audio podcast yesterday. We got a uh, quite funny comment from someone on, on Gab to me. And uh, he was talking about all the bad things about babies. <laughs> you know, for example, they pee, they poop, and the poop smells bad. You have to clean their butt, right? Clean their ass is what he said. You have to clean their butt, change their diapers all the time. They cry a lot. They vomit, right? We say throw up. Bleh! They vomit or throw up on you, on your clothes, on your floor, everywhere. They cry, 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 cry. You don't get much sleep. So he was naming all these like, you know, all the bad points of having a baby. Uh, which, and, they're all, and as I said yesterday, I said all those things are totally true because I'm, I'm doing it right now I have two new babies and they are doing all those things <laughs> uh, they have thrown up on me vomited onto my shirt many times uh, I have, they have pooped on me I've got poop on my hands <laughs> uh, they've peed on me they cry a lot uh, the first month I got almost no sleep it was pretty terrible actually um and still sometimes like today I did not get much sleep so they're all true but as I told him it's like the example I gave about running a 10k in the beginning of this show difficult things can be good they can even feel good when you have a bigger purpose do I want just to have poop on my hands no would I like that no Would I want someone to throw up on me? Like go to a bar and somebody gets drunk and they just throw up on me. No, I would hate that. But that's not the situation because with these babies, I have a super important purpose. They are my children. I'm raising them. I must protect them. They need me for everything. You know, and I love, 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 love them. They're so cute. They're so sweet. I love them so much. So, I don't care if they throw up on me. I don't care if they poop on me. It's just poop. So what? It's nothing. You know, the bad part is this much and the great part is gigantic, huge. This is the power of purpose. And having children gives you instant purpose because they need you for everything. You instantly, as a father or a mother, you have a Big, super important life purpose for the rest of your life. Instantly. The first day they are born. Now they need you for everything. I mean, literally in everything because they will die without you. They need you for food. They need you for everything. And of course, later they get older and more independent. But you're always there. You're always their teacher. You're always their coach. You're always their protector. Always, always, always for your entire life powerful purpose that's why one reason that family is so 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 important and when I say family of course as a child helping your own parents is part of that some people say oh I have a bad relationship my parents are not good I uh," Uh, so but that's okay because you can be a better parent you can when you have children but when you get married and you have children you have a life purpose it doesn't matter even if you never have a purpose for your job even if never ever you just hate your job for all of life but still now your work has a reason now your work has a purpose which is to take care of your family and your children am I saying this is the only purpose in life? no but it's very 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 powerful and anyone can do it Um, you know part of your purpose too is to teach your children Dharma teach them natural law Teach them all those things that school will not teach them. Teach them about money. Teach them about dating and love and marriage. All the things that they need that nobody teaches now. School certainly will not teach and they'll get nothing but lies from their friends and from media. So, this gives you a huge purpose. And what is purpose, right? The reason this is so powerful is purpose means that it's bigger than you. Uh, just you is not a purpose right that's why pleasure is empty finally that's why people who only try to just feel pleasure just selfishly just me 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 feel good 1960s woo you know just pleasure 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 just, I just want to feel good sex drugs and rock and roll it's an empty unhappy life finally finally It's a, you know, it feels good for a short time. It does. That's why they do it. But it is finally empty because anything that is just you, 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 it makes you feel small and alone and meaningless. Purpose means it has to be more than just you. That is part of the meaning of purpose. It's something that you are living for bigger than just you. Family is the first one. And then you can find other things in life too. But is but purpose just remember purpose has to be beyond you more than you that's why children are so powerful because when you get children now you have something more important to you than yourself they're more important to you than you are and it seems strange but that will make you much much happier <laughs> like so much happier just focusing on yourself all the time it does not create happiness actually it just doesn't we think it might the media tells us that's how how we should be happy just think of yourself all the time me 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 analyze yourself constantly but actually it's the opposite when you find something that is more important to you than just yourself you instantly will feel this feeling of purpose you instantly will feel happier promise you you will anyone who anyone who knows this can write it in the comments because anyone who finds this they know it's true a lot of purpose is just going beyond yourself getting out of just you that's why that me 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 thing is so dangerous okay then let's go to comments and questions now Gonna open my window. A little hot. One second. Right back. Ah, speaking of, I'll let people type some comments and questions. Give you a minute. And uh, I just want to say the weather here is fantastic. It's kind of almost like an early summer today in uh, Japan. Wearing shorts, short sleeve shirts. I love it. I love it. as you might know I don't like winter and I love 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 sunny warm weather so very good mood today me and my baby one baby one baby's in the hospital still but the other baby baby girl we, uh, we went for a walk today very nice oh but I do have good news so I know some of you ask about the babies the baby boy will be coming home soon two weeks I think we'll see but I'll have both babies home soon baby party and then probably less sleep yeah Hamid talking about the Dharma the natural law of thinking a law of thinking the most strange secret you become what you think about most of the time I think Aristotle said wrote something like that. Um, Yeah, right. Uh, Tony Robbins kind of says, you know, you become what you focus on, which is the same. It's just a different way to say the same idea, right? If you think constantly, um, uh, angry thoughts, constantly, constantly thinking angry things, angry things, angry things, you become an angry person. That's right. Merrick says, uh, many people in the world have survival as their goal in their life. Well, that's certainly one purpose. Just survive the next day. Don't die of hunger. Don't be killed. Don't commit suicide from despair. It's sad, but it's real. It is sad. Now, some of those, um, like the suicide, despair one, you know, this is maybe from a lack of purpose. Certainly in the more, uh, you know, people who have, you know, enough things. But let's say in a war zone. But here's something you'll find when you if you talk to somebody who's been in a war zone sometime, you're going to find something quite interesting. They're not depressed. That fight for survival is a powerful purpose that's actually sometimes positive. You will talk to people who've been in war and their depression disappears their mind becomes so sharp because every moment is a fight for survival you can uh, sometimes people who um, they have to survive in the wilderness they get lost in the mountains and they got no food they'll tell you the same thing like this fight for survival it can it like wakes up something deep inside of us and they actually they find a kind of strength and power many I won't say all of course some people just give up but um, but many many people who go through that kind of thing uh, will tell you that actually it made them stronger that it got rid of it's the people you know the people who are just depressed and want to think about suicide those are usually the people living in a city in some rich country with a super easy life, but no purpose. They're just sitting around on the internet all day or watching TV. They feel lonely. They feel their life has no meaning, no purpose. Because they're not, and then just focus on themselves and how lonely and unhappy they are. And then they c- kill themselves. That's much more common. That's what, look at the suicide. Get on, go find some statistics about suicide. I'll tell you this like in the United States I know you would think who, which group has the highest suicide rate do you think black or white people is it black people or white people kill themselves more in America what do you think so if this is if, if it's because of suffering and being poor you would think black people right they have worse lives they do in, in America no doubt at all they have less money uh, a lot more crime a lot harder more terrible lives in general we're talking just statistics but in fact it's white people who commit suicide more who have more money so why? that seems a little strange well I don't know why exactly why black people don't but I think it's related connected to this they're fighting for survival and whereas white people they have everything they need material they have the money they need they got food they're not fighting they're not starving to death but they have no meaning in their life no purpose they're not fighting for anything at all in fact everything's too easy easy but meaningless easy but easy and meaningless is that creates depression and can lead to suicide it's a terrible combination to have an easy life and also feel it's meaningless you might feel it's meaningless, but if you have a hard life, you're kind of forced to survive. And like, kind of like Merrick said, the survival can become a very, almost like animal level purpose. Animals have this, but it actually is powerful. It can be powerful fighting for survival. But when you have nothing to fight for at all, then you lose all hope. You have no reason to live anymore. You got nothing. Okay. Ooh, big one here. Let's see. There's something about English. Let's see. All right. Big, long uh, comment. I can't read the name. It looks like it is in Arabic. I want to say a funny history about teaching English in university. Our English teacher came to class and said, I have a master's degree in English and I've taught English for 20 years. But when he started to read a book, he pronounced Happen, "hapande." Interesting. And all class began to laugh. (laughs) Okay. And also he made some grammar mistakes. And I said aloud to my teacher, stop teaching us wrong pronunciation in textbooks because you're going to waste our time. He got angry and punished me. (laughs) And I cannot go to his class, but I feel happy because I did amazing thing in my whole life. You're 100% right. Teacher, lots of love. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Lexi. Lexi says, "We have, we have got to use chi- a childhood attitude of life in our adult life, in terms of asking a lot of questions about everything." I, I agree that curiosity of childhood. You know, I think school kills it for a lot of people. But we, the best minds, the best thinkers, continue to ask those questions that wonderful curiosity. They continue to be wonderfully curious about everything, even when they're 70 or 80. A lot of people, when they grow up, they're losing their curiosity. They're focused only on a job and family. They're kind of blind bird and they're flying in a direction but seeing nothing. I agree, Alexi, That's right. That wonder that amazement when you really look especially in the natural world anywhere in the natural world you really look and quiet your mind and appreciate it you will be overcome with this feeling we call wonder or awe when you the full beauty and complexity and design and truth of it is it will you know it will affect you and you'll feel something quite amazing but but most people just walk around and don't even notice oh it was Vladislav oh it was you so I I knew the name was Vladislav I didn't realize it was you Vladislav it was me who wrote about the problems with kids at Gab (laughs) Yeah, I listened to the last podcast I wrote a long response at Gab I'll read it I also sent you a music video of my favorite singer she recorded the song after giving birth to her daughter she was inspired oh wonderful Vladislav that's great Yeah, it was a great comment. I'm not at all criticizing you. I hope you realize that. It was a wonderful comment. And in fact, what you wrote is exactly how I felt for many years in my life. For many, many years. That's why I waited uh, so long, probably too long, to have children. Um, I thought the same, you know. I thought, oh, it's just stinky diapers and crying. And, and, uh, you know, it's going to make my life worse. And I was wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. As, for all the reasons I said so it's good I'm glad actually I'm happy you. I'm happy you asked the question because it let me uh, it gave me a opportunity to share um, and hopefully you know help other people who might have that, those ideas too and realize you know don't worry you know yeah all those things are true but it doesn't matter it's just like exercise right you know I, I kind of I it's kind of connected to exercise think I know I'll just say the name my mom my mom hates exercise she's overweight all her life overweight all her life I've been trying to you know push her encourage her to do to exercise mom exercise exercise. you need to exercise so be more healthy but what does she do she focuses oh I don't want to sweat my muscles are going to hurt I feel pain oh, I feel really tired I don't like it she focuses just on those negative things that's all she thinks about alright Now, are those things true? They are all true. If you exercise, you know, it doesn't matter. Lifting weights or walking, running outside, whatever. You're going to sweat probably. Yep. And you're going to have tired muscles. They might kind of burn while you're exercising. You know, that feeling, that burning feeling. Yes, true. Uh, Next day, maybe really, really sore. Really, you know, pain. Sometimes very strong pain in your muscles especially people who have not exercised before and then you suddenly exercise. Yes, lots of pain. There, I can remember sometimes, you know, lifting weights and the next day, like like almost could not walk, try to walk up the stairs and and like a a 90-year-old man, you're like, ah, like everything. Super pain, (laughs) right? So imagine if you only focus on that, then of course, then you would never want to exercise. But what's the problem? Well, the problem is then you become fat and lazy and tired and sick and no energy. But of course, people who exercise, who enjoy it, they know that there are much bigger benefits compared to those little problems. Right? They know that, yeah, that's true. Like, I know if I go now and I work really super hard, if I work out yeah, I'll probably feel a lot of pain the next day, my muscles. But I also know if I keep going that next month my energy will be much higher. I'll be stronger. I'll look better. I'll lose fat. I'll just feel mentally and emotionally happier. So I know all these big, huge benefits of exercising. So I know that compared to that, the, the problems, the pains, the difficulties are very small and they're, they don't last a long time. So, I exercise. All people who exercise realize that and they think, oh, well, you know, yes, those are problems but they're small problems. They're not that, it's, it's no, no big deal. They focus on the big, big, big benefits. It's the same with kids. Are, you know, will they cry and all those th- and poop? Yes, of course. But they're, that's, you know, again, a tiny problem compared to the huge, huge, wonderful, good things. So, you could, you've got to look at the whole picture. Yuli says family the first ones to teach kids about Dharma every time like learning to myself yes right ideally your family will teach you Dharma natural law these, these things um, okay now this is nice Lisa says uh, Lisa hey Lisa I had to find a new life purpose several times in my life this can happen too When I followed my life purpose, I felt very good. The gates opened. I got a lot of help from strange people, strangers. If things went hard after a while, I couldn't find a solution, I hit walls, then I knew I had to change and find another life goal. My basic goal was always to help people. The question, just how can I do it? That's a good point. I'm going to talk about that. I'm still in this situation right now, but it's not wrong because my life will be colorful. Right. Now, that's wonderful. And you're right, it will change. But see, uh, that's why I like to talk about purpose and then um, goals or methods. See, she says she has to change her life purpose. And I understand, like kind of like me, I was a social worker. Then I became an English teacher. But on the other hand, I think she found the answer. She said, My basic goal, I would just change the words here. I would say it's her basic purpose. Her deeper purpose is always to help people. That's the thing that never changed in her whole life. how she helped people changed maybe. Maybe she volunteered. Maybe she did it in her family. Maybe then she had to do something else. Maybe a different kind of thing. So she found lots of different ways to help people at different times in her life. But underneath always was this general big purpose help other people. And then she had different methods, different goals, different missions different ways to do that that's again why I mentioned like you know family, dharma, god because you can find many, 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 many ways to follow those three to serve those three they can change at different times right like family okay when you have babies then you have to do everything and take care of them when your children are 20 years old then you have to totally change how you help them and serve them Right? They need something very, very different from you when they're 20. More like a coach, an advisor. And when they're babies, it's totally different. So, you have underneath it is the deep life purposes, such as help other people. But then, how you do that can change during your life. Because your life, different things happen in life. So, you can always change how you do that. You know, you could be a, you can help people by, in one job, like, let's say, like you're a counselor. But then you could later help. You could start a business that helps people. That'd be another way to help people. So yeah, I think she's great about this. That uh, in life you you will do this. You know, your things change, and you maybe find uh, you might have that deeper purpose stays the same, but then how you do it can change a lot at different times, and that's good. Yeah, like Shirak is saying, focus isn't, I mean, purpose isn't focus on yourself only. It's the focus on what you do for others, right? It's something bigger than just you. That's really a very important part of purpose. Now, you can still, I'm not saying you've never, you know, realize I'm not saying never do something for yourself. No, but we're just, we're talking about purpose, right? You can also do things for yourself, of course. Okay, Giuliano says, I often believe in my life. I've wondered who created the universe or what. But honestly, I can't believe in God. I'd, I'd like to be a believer. Maybe I would live better, but I can't pretend. I can't lie to myself. Uh, don't lie to yourself. Don't pretend. Just seek the truth. And, you know, sometimes, too, we get, uh, we get blocked. I'm, just, I'm speaking for myself, even, Giuliano, that sometimes it's the word that is the problem. Right, so you imagine, like, uh, you know, even if you imagine what the scientists tell us, all oh, everything was started from nothing in an instant. They call it the Big Bang. What was before the Big Bang? They'll say, uh, they'll say either we don't know, or they'll say nothing. And then they'll say, well, how can everything, billions and billions of galaxies, instantly come from nothing at all? And why? Why would this happen? Just think about that question. You don't need to use the word God. Sometimes people, the, the word God, um have too many, you know, ideas, uh, limiting ideas, you know, from uh, uh, from growing up or teaching or people, you know, a lot of people use the word God in, in ways I don't like. And so this word, for a while I didn't like that word, God, because I it, it felt like it was very limited too limited, too small for what I was, you know, what I, what would have to start everything. Um, so, you know, maybe just drop the word God. You can call it anything you want. There are many names. Uh, I care. maybe it was the Gita. No, it's not the Gita, but somewhere else. I think it was in Vedic literature that, you know, there are thousands or millions of names for God. You know, I, like Tao is a good one. Read the Tao Te Dao De Ching. Um, they call it the Tao. Um, and it's not a... The, anyway, you get the idea, right? Read the Tao Te Ching. It's a very different than, than, say, what you maybe you learned as God. But the main thing is just you just think about that and just keep asking the question. How and why? Is there a design and intelligence as uh, a reason it all came or not? Because to me, even following the rules of science that they made, you know, that they say, which is that not, something cannot come from nothing, and then they say every, the whole universe came from nothing, it doesn't make sense to me. It tells me they don't have the answer. They don't know. And then I start to, and then you just think, why, why, why? Just seek truth. I think Truth. You don't have to use the name God if you know, just instead of saying God you can just say truth highest truth. But the the I I agree with Alan Watts a lot of it is just just ask the questions and in your heart really look for truth. And sometimes you you might just have to say I don't know. Right? Many things we just don't know. We're limited. We're just we're we're limited. We can't know everything. And I think that's also fine and that's also can be kind of magical. Because saying I don't know, it's like a, it, it's, you're saying that there is a mystery there, right? Where did it all come from? I don't know. Well, that's something a little magical. It brings a little magic back to the, to the universe for me because it's, it's a mystery. It means there's something there beyond that I, my little mind, can't understand. Something much, much, much bigger. What is that? I don't know that's honest and true and also powerful. And I think there's purpose in there too. So that's my advice is just look for truth and sincerely sincerely look for it. And you don't have to accept someone else's name for it. Lena says, I'm so happy for your baby boy. Oh, we are too. We're very, you know, we very excited to get him home. What Muhammad says, what does Dharma mean? Dharma means natural law. We're gonna have a whole big show about Dharma um, when I do my interview. We are fasting, teacher. Please don't drink water, says Muhammad. But Muhammad, I am not fasting. (laughs) So part of fasting is you have to be disciplined so no disrespect to you but you know sometimes I fast I don't tell you not to eat (laughs) so (laughs) do your best and good luck to you though fasting has great benefits you know that I support fasting Jose says, Hello from Spain. We have a serious problem with socialism. Our last election was hacked by George Soros. When are they going to hang him? That's what I want to know. All right. Abde says, With natural law, everything is balanced. Everything physical goes back and forth in balanced circles, cycles. Yeah, there is a kind of a circular thing in life in many things in life. Birth and death, old and young, big and small, uh, etc. Yes. Very Taoist, your comment. Rafikul says, the ultimate purpose of life should be to transform yourself, including your influence, uh, the people you influence. Mm -hmm. transform in a positive way it's also nice Renato says I don't understand how there are people that don't believe in God if they don't believe in him they believe they're nothing God is simply busy with more important things he gave us already all we need indeed I think that the way to find that is to again just you gotta keep asking those questions you know even you know someone like Aristotle who I think it was Aristotle uh, who came the idea of you know the what is it called the unmoved mover right the causeless cause. Um, you know you go back 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 and you realize that uh, some, what caused all of it what caused everything. You can use the word God or you don't have to, you don't have to use the word, but what caused everything? And then you'll say well what caused. What caused God, and then you finally you have to realize that uh, what you know this the cause, the first cause of everything had no cause, was eternal, always, never born, never dies. Anyway, that's at least logical. <laughs> People asking me about politics. How do you think about the trade war between America and China? America will win. I'm not saying that because I'm American. I'm saying that because uh, uh, we don't have much to lose. We buy a lot more from China than they buy from us. So it's a very smart thing and it's going to help America. <clears throat> Tony Robbins speaks about... um, Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, Okay, well, this one comment already. Sorry, just reading through here, guys. A lot of comments. Okay, let me try to catch up. I'm kind of slow here. I need to go soon because I got to watch my baby. My wife has to go to sleep. It's... Oh, yeah, I got to go. It's just a few more, guys. Uh, okay, so this is from... George from New Zealand. Susere Okay, let me see if I can pronounce your name. George, I'm just going to say George. Sorry. Sussuraj. Susuraj. I like and love your programs and videos. AJ, keep it up. Superb. George from New Zealand. Auckland. I can't do a... New Zealand accent. New Zealand accents, to me, sound fairly close to Australian ones. I know there's a difference. I know that they would say, no, oh, they're different. But I don't really hear the difference so much. But anyway, thank you very. it. Thanks, George. That's nice. Okay, Taha. About goals. About goals. We must have goals. Otherwise, there's no taste for our lives. The feeling that you're here for a reason. When you wake up every day to reach your goal, that's what it means to me. If, you, if I have no goal, I have no life. And about questioning things in the world, I've questioned myself too many times, how the pharaohs built the pyramids. I have no answer and easily stop questioning. Lol. <laughs> Laugh out loud. Uh, yeah right purpose meaning you know this is human nature uh, this is part of dharma I think I think it's part of natural law it seems to be something that makes us very different than animals that we need meaning we are, look we need purpose you can see this through history just read books and you will see that humans have been asking you know searching for meaning searching for purpose there's something about us that is pulled to that C.S. Lewis, who wrote Mere Christianity, you know, he said he, he believes that's a sign of God, actually, that we are constantly searching, searching for that higher purpose and meaning. Why? It doesn't make any sense for evolution, you know, if it's just random and just survival seeking that higher and higher and higher purpose and meaning. It doesn't, they'll try to give you reasons, but really for survival, no animal, no other animals need that to survive. So, there's something else pulling that for us, something deep. And about the pyramids, it is fascinating. You got, you should read the books of Graham Hancock about the pyramids because it's mind-blowing how advanced the pyramids of Egypt are. It is, it, they are amazing. And when you read about it, you're like, how did they do all of that? How? It's not just lifting big, heavy rocks. That's only a small part of it. It's, it there's actually all the measurements and the alignment with stars and the calculations, the mathematics of it. It's really mind-blowing. It's amazing. They, uh, we don't know. How did they do it? Nobody really knows. But it shows a very, very highly advanced civilization. Okay, a couple more. Rama says, I think most people find their purpose in life by the will of God, like what happened with me. I didn't discover my purpose until I had gone to college. I didn't have plans to join this college. It was hard at the beginning, but now I have a really big purpose. And because it's not just for me, but to help a lot of people, my first step is to learn English because it will help me a lot. That's a good point about in the beginning where you said, you know, people, sometimes the purpose finds you with the help of God, right? Uh, Christians call this grace. Grace. It's kind of like... Uh, You know, you can do your part as much as you can, but sometimes it just seems to happen just by living your life, by looking for the truth, by doing the best you can. Something unexpected happens and your purpose finds you. Very practical question from. Brawa Shakur how can we avoid negative thinking I'll I'm, I'm probably do a show about this whole topic someday but you know there are little techniques you can use you, um, one thing is you constantly fill your mind with positive thoughts focus on positive things and it pushes out the negative stuff when a negative thought comes up change it to something positive this is another reason that having a, a high purpose, an important purpose, um, is so good for you. Because it's it's automatically, it's a positive thing that you think about all the time. Like when I started Effortless English, I started this business, I was thinking about the business all the time. Well, that means I did not have time to think about lots of other foolish stuff. <laughs> it pushed out a lot of stuff. Kalan says, I can't thank you enough, AJ. By listening to you, my life gotten meaningful. Well, thank you. That's very nice. Thank you so much. And I agree with what Ibrahim Ali is saying. Purpose in life brings more joy than all the worldly goods money can buy. Yes. This is, again, the mistake of seeking just pleasure or money or power they seem exciting but they will not bring that great joy that deep happiness that purpose will you, if you have a strong powerful purpose even if you're poor you'll feel happy you will I'm not saying be poor But I'm saying that you need a purpose. If you're rich and you have a purpose, well, great. Now you have something to do with all that money that is meaningful. Rich without a purpose can be miserable. Okay. Vo says... Today at work, I heard my coworker say his children will be at home for the whole summer. He's afraid nobody will take care of them because he has to work all day. Well, that sucks. I'm 21. I don't want to be in his situation in the future. I don't want to work all day, meaningless. But I'm afraid to quit my internship because I'm afraid I cannot create my own business. I'm afraid I will fail. I don't know who to talk to. So sad. accept the fear you might fail yes it's true you might fail but you need to do it anyway just do it accept that you will fail get started try your business and if you fail you will learn so what do you do after that if you try a business and it fails and it might what happens next well you learn and then you try again try another business Or get a job. (laughs) Okay? So, don't put this wall in front of you like failure's the end of your life. Failure's the start. The first business I tried also failed. Do you think Einstein's theory is correct? I certainly am not qualified to uh, analyze all of Einstein's theories. So I don't know is the correct answer for me. Okay, Bakir says. Um, back to children. I have many. I have many friends of mine that think having children is a bad idea. Yeah, brainwashed like I was. I was brainwashed too. I understand it because they think it's all pleasure and fun and money and freedom. I mean, look at like the show Sex in the City. It shows that lifestyle and it shows it to be incredibly fun. They're giving women this message that that's the great life. Sex with lots and lots of men, buying lots of shoes and clothes, living in the big city, parties. Woohoo! It is probably fun for young women when they're 25. And then they're 35, with no husband, no children, a boring, shitty corporate job, and they are lonely and miserable for the rest of their lives. All? No, but many. So it's a lie, that show. And of course, for men, it's it's a similar thing. So... I know I feel bad that's one reason I talk about this topic because I used to believe that too and now I actually have the children I know the reality I know the real situation and it's fantastic okay you need to be ready for it okay that's it is true you should be ready for it so maybe it is good I waited because but um, but they're fantastic man they're really fun Kids are fun. Babies are fun. I like them. I like kids too. I have nephews and nieces who are older and I have a great time with them. Alright, let's see. Maybe one more here. Nice. Nice. Okay. Alright, who will get the last comment? Okay, now trin has got a nice long comment here. We tend to give the best of our energy and attitude to other people outside but spend the leftover for our own people. This is a good, very nice comment. Very good and true. That's why I decided to stop working in the gray, boring law office. It feels like I'm trying to help people achieve greed and envy when I'm working in that environment. So the procedure to open a new business trying to win a case please the, the client the, bo- the boss loses his temper gets angry people working with no happiness and then I went home and had no energy for a uh, family or for a girlfriend so I quit I decided to become an English teacher like you today I'm doing lesson plans and put it, putting positive quotes of you in pronunciation lessons it makes me feel alive and exciting yes good comment excellent excellent this is why by the way this is why work doing uh, meaningful work is so 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 important it's not just about the work it's about your whole life right because if you have a job and you know lawyer is a good job law office lawyer or just working in a law office in general that's a most people that's a good job it's very respectable but um, if you hate it if it feels like it's taking all your energy and happiness then you go home and you don't have energy or happiness for your family for your wife or your husband or for your children or for your friends then it affects your whole life in a bad way and the opposite is also true like he's saying that when you have a job that makes you feel positive and happy and alive then that aliveness and happiness you bring it home to everybody So this is why work and financial independence and and is very, very important because it does. You know, we spend a lot of time doing that, many of us, most of us. So uh, great choice and uh, thank you for the very, uh, very good um, comment. Very nice. Okay, I'm going to end with Alexi again. Actually I got two. I'm gonna Alexey, then Vladislav, and then go. Alright, two more. You guys are writing too many good comments, so it's hard for me to stop. Okay, here we go. Last two. Alexei says, in the gym area, there's a very popular quote, no pain, no gain. It means if you want to get a good muscle, you have to overcome the pain. Arnold had an interesting point, Arnold Schwarzenegger. When he was young, big guy. The last repeats in the exercise are the most important. It will decide if you are the champion or you are the loser. We ought to use this approach in our common life. Exactly. No pain, no gain. Arnold's right. It's the most, it's at the end of the exercise, the most difficult ones, when you're the most tired, that's where you get the most benefit. When you're overcoming the most pain, that will produce the most strength, the most benefit. And that is a general idea for life, I think. That's right. Excellent, Alexei. Very good. And finally, Vladislav about God, and I think this is a nice way to end it. Most people believe God is a man in the sky who watches us, sees everything, knows everything. And they believe this man, after death, will judge you. If you're a bad person, he will send you to hell. If you're good, then to heaven. But we can't prove that. And there is a problem. If there is really this man who knows everything, can everything, then why does evil exist? Either he is not unlimited really or he is mean. Maybe God is not what we imagine God is. Yeah, last sentence, I agree. Maybe God is not... I I also, there is a simple... This is cartoon God, I would say. Right? Cartoon idea of God is the man with the beard in the sky. That's super limited. It's a very cartoon, very limited idea of God. And I think this is why a lot of people don't like the word God, because they were taught this sort of idea. And it is, it's really, it's ridiculous, is what it is. It's a ridiculous idea. It's so limited, it's so human and small. But we have to realize that maybe God is not what we imagine God is, not this cartoon we learned when we were young, maybe. That's, again, why it's important to read real philosophers and, you know, people who have thought about God or about uh, just meaning at a deep, deep, deep level, truly very, very, very intelligent people. And when you read those, it doesn't matter in all different religions, but when you find those deep, deep, deep philosophers and saints... None of them talk about this kind of cartoon God. It's something. uh, The ideas are much, 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 much bigger and deeper and powerful. So I agree. I think that's what causes some people. But you know, what is it? I don't know media. Where do we get this idea? Some of these movies, like you know, there's the the movie where that old man plays God. It's kind of the comedy. Uh, What's the name of it? It's an old movie. Or even the Jim Carrey one, like, you know, Evan Almighty. You know, I get it. It's a comedy. But in it, um, you know, there's just some black guy in a suit is God. And he's just kind of funny and foolish, you know, kind of silly. And it's such a stupid idea, right? So the media gives us this ridiculous idea. And some people get this in their mind. And this is why they have a problem with that word. But you got to, you know, open your mind more. Um, because it's, yeah, I agree. Blaslav, nice comment. And we're going to end there because this is a big topic and I've got to go take care of a baby and my wife has to go to bed. So, as always, lots of love to you. Remember, I will be. You know, these are nice. We can ask these questions to Acharya Ji when I interview him if we have time. I want to talk about natural law. That's our main topic if we have time, you can ask him some questions, and we can discuss some of these big issues. Uh, like he does talk about God, and he, his explanations of God are quite amazing and beautiful and big, and nothing like that cartoon idea. Um, but anyway, we'll be back with that. As always, you know, follow me on Gab, send me a comment on Gab or on Twitter, AJ Hogue, and of course join my VIP program commit don't quit to my VIP program join commit go to now effortlessenglishclub.com effortlessenglishclub.com commit don't quit at effortlessenglishclub.com lots of love to you see you next time